So as promised, let's kick the show off with ACT Party leader David Seymour, who's waiting with bated breath for the results of the One News political poll tonight. David, I know at some stage this afternoon they will tell you the result and interview you for the news bulletin at 6pm. What's your inkling? What are you feeling like? Well, based on everything we're hearing and what people are saying, it it feels like it's good news, but... Uh, you never know. At the end of the day, you just have to keep on working away no matter what they say because I um, hate to uh, <laughs> uh, use a cliche, but the, the one that really matters is on October 14. Do you have sleepless nights worrying about Winston Peters? And I know you don't like talking about him. In fact, you don't like him full stop. But I, I kind of figure, David Seymour, you might have to learn to work with him. No, there's no scenario where that will happen, um, basically because he's incapable of working with anyone. He's shown that so many times. Uh, He doesn't deserve another chance, and I I think anyone that thinks he does just has to ask themselves, given all the opportunities he's had, all the people he's let down, all the promises he's broken, why does he deserve another chance? Yeah, okay, but let me throw a scenario at you. You need Winston Peters to get past the threshold. Does that mean that ACT steps aside and sits on the cross benches rather than go into a coalition with National and New Zealand First? No, it means we form a coalition um, with the National Party and tell them to sit down the end uh, and uh, dare them to vote with Labor to bring down the government because he said he won't go with Labor. Uh, It'll be a test of his word um, and I'm sure that uh, he'll find himself with nowhere else to go. Let's talk about Labor. It'll be interesting to see what Labor polls tonight because uh, some of their vote is transitioning to the Greens and I look at some of their policies I mean the GST on fruit and vegetables as discussed recently is ridiculous but they seem to be doing U-turns on all sorts of things. All of a sudden it's fashionable to build roads and worry about the three R's, reading, arithmetic and writing. Yeah, I mean it's too little too late Um, they've been politicising the education system, running it badly, watching fewer kids attend and learn less when they do attend for the last six years Now they're saying that they want to set some standards. Um, I'm not convinced that they will set high standards. I suspect what you'll find is that uh, it'll be highly politicised. There'll be reading, writing and arithmetic uh, all designed to uphold the Treaty of Waitangi and a heavy dose of relationships and sexuality education along the way. Um, It's a bit hard to believe them on this stuff although they are making the right noises. The other thing you've got to remember is they'll be propped up by the Greens and Te Pāti Māori um, and, you know, a, a, a coalition that you just don't think uh, can possibly work. So even what they're promising won't be uh, what you get because they, they won't have full support for it. So, look, it's, it's, it's a real shame that, you know, six years, I mean, that's half a kid's school career that they've suffered. Um, and uh, Labor, after taking all the content out of the curriculum and their curriculum refresh, uh, are now saying they're going to put it back 54 days from an election. That's, it's actually really disgraceful. David Seymour, what did you make of the announcement from Labor on Friday about emissions pricing? They're saying we've got to have this in place by 2025 and they're accusing the Nats and therefore uh, act also of kicking the can down the road till 2030. I, I thought the announcement, the timing of the announcement was absolutely tone deaf. Um, look, I, I think they probably aren't even aware of the, the GDT um, or what it matters. I, ironically, Labor want to force kids to do financial literacy courses. Maybe Labor should actually uh, be forced by New Zealand's children to learn about finance and reading the room as well. 
But as far as emissions pricing, look, the Nats want to kick it down the road for another few years. Um, Act's view is more principled that there should not be a tax on biogenic gases. We should have a split gas approach and we should align our policy with our trading partners. If our trading partners want to start taxing on carbon on the farm, then you know maybe we should do that too. But uh, until they do, Act does not support sacrificing the most efficient farmers in the world uh, so we can have uh, people getting their protein uh, from growing markets like India uh, that produce more carbon for the same protein. That's just a disaster for New Zealand, I... a disaster for the environment. It's only good for James Shaw, who gets to go to these conferences and be uh, adulated for sacrificing his own uh, country's agricultural sector at the altar of climate do-goodism. <laughs> and not counting his carbon footprint to get there and back. Act is making a shameless or an unashamed play for farmers. You've got Andrew Hoggard, former president of Federated Farmers. I think he's at, what, number five on your list. You are yeah. after that farmer vote. Anecdotally, David Seymour, I'm hearing you'll get it. Well, it's not just that. Um, it's about values. So it's equally uh, Brookbone, Belden and Tamaki, me and Epsom, some of the most urban parts of New Zealand. Where there's a crossover of values, it's people who want to make a difference in their own life. Uh, they don't want to have their stuff robbed uh, by criminals, whether that be the IRD um, or the gang down the road. Um, they don't want to be tied up in red tape and regulation. They want to actually make a difference for themselves and the people in their life they care about. Uh, there's people like that on the farm. There's people like that in the city. And uh, that coalition of people is coming together under Act. Andrew Hoggard's a great example of that. So is Mark Cameron. But so is Cameron Luxton, our number 11 candidate, also been a dairy farmer for half his life. Um, so, you know, we got people uh, right across uh, our, our party um, from business, from farming, from all walks of life. Hey, I was talking to a dairy farmer this morning and she said to me, ask David Seymour about Guy Fawkes. I said, what's all this? See, I was on annual leave last week and I deliberately chose to step aside from the news cycle. What naughty, what naughty things have you been up to, David? Well, we've just pointed out the Ministry of Pacific Peoples, one of a series of ministries we think shouldn't exist because they don't do anything. Uh, they wasted 40 grand on a farewell for their chief executive, 121 grand given away on Prezi cards. I said it's more proof that this ministry needs to go. Journo said, oh, how would you do that? I said, well, you know, I dream of sending Guy Fawkes in there and it'll be all over. But seriously, we'll probably have to do a more formal process uh, than that. And I pointed out it was a joke. Uh, everyone's gone completely nuts. And it's just a good example of how um, there are certain elements in the media um, who can't take an issue, can't deal with serious issues, but will do their bananas um, over, you know, relatively uh, unimportant issues. Um, what does worry me is that some some of them have started to report it, oh, it's, it's about race, it's because it's the Ministry for the Pacific Peoples. No, it's not. It's because they're a ministry that wastes money. There's a bunch of ministries we'd like to get rid of uh, for being wasteful. That last bit does actually really annoy me, um, and some media, I think, need to ask themselves, um, are they being responsible by uh, completely misreporting the situation and, and adding race into it, I would say, deeply irresponsible. David Seymour, good luck in that One News poll tonight. Yeah, thank you very much, Jamie, and you have a great day.